This is like jumping off into a swimming pool. Actually, it's like being pushed in one. Into a cold one? Yeah. Yeah. This OPI podcast was recorded at an earlier date. Some material may be outdated and or mentioned under different circumstances. Consult your local health authorities for the latest on COVID-19. Back to you is up next, but first, take a listen to this other fine OPI show. This week on Minutia Men Celebrity Interview, we talk with... Cousin Oliver and the Brady Bunch, Robbie Rist. You only did six episodes? And it was the last six. Which is why I get credit for being, you know, the guy who killed the show. (laughs) It's pretty good, actually. If a nine-year-old kid had the power to take down a television (laughs) like that, well, I just can't believe I never got work as an industrial saboteur. (laughs) Yeah, right. You know? Minutia Men, Celebrity Interview, an OPI show, only on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Great Talk Radio isn't dead, it just moved to a better place. Radiomisfits.com Did you see that thing I sent you? Uh, what thing? In your text. Evidently not. (laughs) Just look at it before you start. Can you do that? No, because I think since you're FaceTime, I don't know if it would cut you off if I (laughs) slid it up, if that would end the call. I'm hoping it will. (laughs) And when I call back, then you won't answer. I'll look at it when we're done with this podcast that we're about to start. You ready? I I think evidently you're not. Yeah, I'm ready. Okay. The following is a Tony Lasano podcast, an Opi show on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is Back to You, featuring the Ramble Brothers. I'm Howard Sudbury with Steve Baskerville. Hello, Steve. I say that like we haven't talked for six months. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm and I'm answering you as if I wish we hadn't. Yeah, now, I get uh, that. But, you know, one thing I I really, one of the many things I admire about you, but right now I, I've always admired at home how you can take your phone and you will disconnect it or plug it in in a whole nother room and not touch it for hours on end or a whole day. Yeah, because the most important people who want to contact me know how to contact me. <laughs> 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 and I'm not on that list. And you're not on that list. I now have another. I have second and third options. If my phone is really uh, undone or unavailable and somebody really wants to reach me, they can call my wife. And not everybody has that number like yeah, you. I don't think I have that number. No, you don't. I don't think you're I not, could you get didn't it. You make that list. If I'd <laughs> ask her, say, why does he need it? He can call you. What's he need to call yeah. me for? She wouldn't think of giving it to you. Are you kidding? <laughs> no, she wouldn't. Do you have no, more than one? Wanna, do you have more than one cell phone? You know what people are thinking right now. Yeah, why are they talking We're, over each other? Yes, three minutes in, and they still can't figure out how to not talk over each other. Uh, we are not together in the same room, uh, and I think it's important to note that uh, because, uh, and I know we don't want to dwell on on the virus or any of that kind of talk, but. Uh, we're we're living the circumstances that everybody's living right now. Hopefully, they're staying at home, so that makes it a, a there's an element of uh, difficulty that isn't usually with these podcasts because of that reason. There's an element of surprise. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm never I'm never surprised, but uh, yeah, it just makes it somewhat different. One other thing, I know you probably didn't want to start off with. Because you always have a plan, and the thing that's funny about this is that you always have your plan. And I know you've got something 
scribbled down on paper that's that's got the start in the middle and the end of this. No, actually, I shouldn't say the end because we never know how to end these things. No, but uh, I'm sure that uh, you have some things you want to talk about, and we'll get to that in just a second. Maybe this is among them. I was excited because this podcast follows uh, each week uh, the the episode of the Jordan series, and it's and that Jordan series goes on for five weeks. And they had episodes five and six last night. And yes, finally, I saw my man Howard Sudbury <laughs> uh, pop up in that sixth episode. Like I knew you would eventually. You you would have to be seen or, or you know, or heard in action because you covered Jordan and the Bulls so much. But it had to do with that sequence where uh, I guess they were leaving practice or, or headed somewhere on the bus. And you were right in the thick of of the action. In fact, you could hear you and see you uh, distinctly dealing with that. Do you remember that incident? No, I really don't. That's what's interesting for me for watching the show is that, you know, I haven't thought about that stuff very often, you know, for it's been 22 years since the end of the run and the last championship, but I haven't thought about it a lot. But as I watch... You know, it, it jogs my memory, but I think that was in Phoenix, and we were interviewing the guys as they got on the bus, and that's when Michael was in a hurry. I think he had a tea time, and he got up in the in the driver's seat of the bus, and he was hawking the horn at everybody. <laughs> yes, and I could tell it was you that he was reacting to because you said something, and he looked down at you as he said it, but he really was trying to hurry these slow players who were sort of willing to take their time and he kept saying gotta go gotta go yeah they were doing interviews so i i walked around and climbed up onto the first step of the bus and he was in the driver's seat and i think i said run over him (laughs) and he said something like that's not a bad idea (laughs) (laughs) now now he wasn't attempting to actually drive the bus was he? no uh, but i wouldn't have put it past him uh, he liked to have fun like that, but he was in a hurry. He was legitimately in a hurry. And, you know, since they were outside of the arena, they'd already done all their interviews. He was like, you know, how many times can we answer the same stuff? And, you know, it's always one more question, one more question, one more thing. Everybody's trying to get it themselves and and all that. So that's what, that's what the context was. Kind of like me in these podcasts. <laughs> yes. You were talking about how we don't know how to start them. Or finish them. Uh, we, we were having a phone conversation yesterday. I'm saying this for the audience because you may remember it, but you brought something up and then I start in this ramble and go 50 different directions and you say, hey, can we get back to my original point at, before you go off on another tangent? Yeah, I had brought, I can't even remember what I had brought up, but I brought some topic up. And you took it about a half dozen other uh, places. And um, I just forgot what I was going to ask because uh, I, I actually I did. I said, let's get back to the original question. But I, I'm going to leave the Jordan thing alone, I promise. But that made me remember. See, you uh, you covered the Bulls and Jordan in an intimate way because that was your territory. I was always sort of a hanger on. And, and it made me 
<laughs> think of of a couple of incidences that were very true. See, I, you didn't you didn't live in the world where you wanted tickets and you wanted to go to the game. And I was a fan, and there was a segment of that program where a guy named Joe O'Neill was talking about how he was just bombarded all the time with people wanting tickets. He was the ticket manager, if I have his title correct. Yes, he he still is for the Chicago Bulls. That has to be uh, the greatest and the worst job to have for a basketball team. It's great because you got a lot of power. You got the tickets in your hand. But it's bad because everybody and their mama, if the team is good, wants to have a ticket. And you can't possibly satisfy most of the people most of the time. And and every time they see you, just like every time somebody sees Jordan, they're elated and they have their own point of view about him. But every time they see Joe, it's give me a ticket. Right. And I didn't want to. I didn't want a free ticket. I was willing to pay for it, but I, 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 it really hit home. I could see the dilemma that he had constantly by being the imagine being the ticket manager for four and five and six time champions uh, year after year, seeming like they were better than the year before. And everywhere you go, somebody wants a ticket. Now that reminds me of something else, and this is my last point, Johnny Ramble. Wow! Before you cut this off. All right, let me just make this point. That reminds me of the greatest line ever anybody ever said to me, and I thought it was just extremely funny later. It wasn't funny at the time. Being a hanger-on, I went with you and your crew one day to a championship game, Bulls. Um, Might have been the Lakers. It I, probably was the Lakers. Everybody wanted to be there. I had no ticket. I'm going through the gate with you and your crew. And everybody's got a press pass but me. And we get to that side door. And the guard at the door said, oh, look at this. Got the weatherman, too. And I I smiled and thought that was flattering. Yeah, the weatherman's with them. And he stopped me. And he said, weatherman, do you have a pass? And I smiled at him. And I said, no. And he said, well, guess what? You can't get in with just a grin. <laughs> you thought as soon as he said, weatherman, weatherman, yes, you were in. <laughs> yes. But what a great line. You can't get in with just a grin. Yeah, you've used that line for years, and I never really knew where it came from. So it was from the Bulls. <laughs> are you serious? Oh, you use it all the time, because that is now, a great line. are you serious line. you didn't remember where that came from? No. How yeah. long ago I was used, that? That was 25 years ago. Yeah, I use that when people knock on my door. Right. Ring my, right. You, you cannot get in with just a grin. <laughs> you know, usually, except when it rises to the, to the, you know, the fury that the Bulls was and uh, the demand for tickets and people trying to get in with credentials, usually if you drive by the the person that's checking credentials into a parking lot or you walk into a place and you're dressed properly and you look like you belong there and you nod your head and look confident and smile, there are times where you can get in with just a grin. Yeah. Well, it didn't work for me. And obviously, I don't think you could go anywhere today 
looking like you look and dressed like you are. <laughs> I could go anywhere dressed like I am. Wow. I've got a Northwestern Wildcats basketball t-shirt on and a pair of basketball shorts and socks. Yeah, but yeah. when was the last time either either the shirt or the shorts were pressed? <laughs> I don't press my basketball shorts. I press everything. Or my t-shirt. We went through that, we went through that in the last episode. We did. I'm going to show Steve something right now. Look right in this office. I forgot of this last week when you were talking about pressing things. <laughs> I'm showing He's him. Got an I got an iron a, board and an iron. That's still not proof that you press an iron. <laughs> it's right here in my office, ready to go. That should be your next Instagram or whatever it is, TikTok or whatever. Is you uh, pressing pants? Yeah, hold that thought because I want to get back to it since you've rambled. But I want to say something about the demand for tickets. You know, Joe O'Neill was a ticket manager, but I used to get pounded and pounded and pounded and it amazed me the people that would ask me for tickets because they would call in my office come into my office at work and they think that you've just got a drawer full of tickets to the Chicago Bulls playoff games but the craziest thing that happened one time and it's unbelievable the the gall or the guts that people have I was playing basketball in my driveway with my son and some kids shooting baskets and a lady that I didn't know, and she lived, I found out, in the other, on the other side of the neighborhood. She comes driving in and pulls up in my driveway under the basket while I'm shooting baskets in her, <laughs> in her minivan. And she gets out and says, hey, do you have any tickets for Friday's game? And, you know, I'm thinking to myself, you know, A, don't drive on my driveway. B, don't drive on my driveway when I'm playing basketball under the basket and break up my game. And well, she C, wanted to get your undivided attention. Well, she got it. <laughs> but but C, I don't know the woman. So on the list of people that I would give tickets to or get tickets for, where would she fall? She'd be on the pay, pay no mind list. She's just thinking like everybody else. It's like that old line that Muhammad Ali used once. With Howard Cosell. You know what she was thinking? You got the connection to keep the protection. <laughs> yeah. So what did we have in common? That she lived two, th two blocks from me? Yeah, that was enough. Yeah, well, it, evidently it wasn't. <laughs> in her mind, you were still a neighbor. She didn't go to the game. Or she did. She went through the side grinning, thinking she could get in. She walked right past you. <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> um, you know, I was talking to you about locking your phone up, putting it in the other room, not paying any attention to it. And as you know, I have trouble turning my mind off, uh, hard to relax, constantly grabbing from my phone, which is in front of me. It's almost a subconscious reflex. And I got a tweet recently. That shows I'm on Twitter a lot. And it was a friend of ours, Mark Malone, that used to work with us at CBS, too. He did sports there, and uh, other people may know him. He was in the NFL as a quarterback for about 12, 13 years, a lot of years with the Steelers. He replaced Terry Bradshaw, I think. But anyway, he, he tweeted, Do you have a selfie stick? 
asking for a friend. <laughs> because I'm posting so much crap all the time like a teenager. What's you know wrong? what I thought he meant? You know what I thought he meant? That maybe he meant he needed to borrow one. Was did he want you to mail it? <laughs> he wanted to borrow it. No. Mark Mark is on he's on Twitter, but he's not constantly taking selfies and posting ridiculous crap. You know, it just all comes from boredom. Now you're not on are you on any social media? Let's see, you did it again. You didn't answer you never answer the question. Do you have one? <laughs> no. Oh, okay. Well, kind of. I do have this contraption that somebody I used to work with uh, got me that that can kind of serve as one. You know, it's not really yeah. a stick that I can put out five feet away, but it's a it's a thing that holds my phone. But I'm still putting it together now. It the sounds question, like you got you got a broomstick with some tape <laughs> that would work. But back to my question: What platforms are you on? Well, I'm on no uh, platform right now. I sound like a candidate. What platform do I have? Right. No, I'm I'm not on any of it, and I'm and I'm okay with it. I keep thinking I may want to. Uh, I have been on Facebook and I had a Twitter account uh, years ago, but I just uh, I never took to either one well, and I don't know why. Uh, it's interesting. I just have not uh, fallen in love with either way of communicating, but I keep thinking. I should do that because uh, I get asked that all the time. Well, Twitter is Twitter can be pretty mean, you know. If you tweet and then people will pile on you and they'll come after you, so you have to you have to be ready to take that, depending on what you tweet, unless it's something harmless. But you know, I use it as a source for news. So if I follow NBC News on Twitter, you know, I'll click on a link of a story. So that's that's why I'm on it because I'm, I'm. But I still get I still get all those alerts on my phone. I mean, I can get everything I need to know as fast as I need to get it. Uh, I don't know whether we're FaceTiming right now, and in the corner, I'm I'm on an iPad. Actually, I see myself. Can you see? Can you see yourself in a corner as you see me in your big screen? Yes, that's the way it okay. works. Yeah. Well, I'm looking at my, <laughs> I'm looking at myself, and I look awful good. <laughs> I figured you would be thinking that. Yeah, hey, and I want people think I think. I want to jump back and kiss myself. <laughs> you know what I want to do? I just lost our audio. Can you? I can't hear you. Can you hear me? hear what's going on here we're gonna hang it on up and i'm gonna call you back hang up hang up hang up okay i'm hanging up from steve i just disconnected him and i'm gonna call him back here this this is what happens when it's live and you got somebody that doesn't know what they're doing that would be me okay facetime here we go i hear it ringing Talk, please. Man, this is a jack leg setup. Hey. <laughs> You're back. You're back to you. Oh, boy. That was bad. Um, well, I'm our engineer, so that's the problem. I could tell. That's one of the problems. 
Um, where were we? <laughs> this looks like this just it feels like two old men sitting in basements trying to figure the 21st century out. <laughs> at, least, at least this one old bad. man. I look old manish because my beard is gray. Yours is gray too, but mine is. Yeah, it is. It's got a little flex. I've thought about painting mine. Have you? <laughs> yeah, but if you paint it at this stage, it's not fully, fully grown yet. Want to get all on your skin? Um. Well, it's it's kind of got some growth to it. Here, I'll get real close. <laughs> See, it's got some growth. So should I paint it a little bit? You better go to your doctor if you're talking about growths now. <laughs> <laughs> Take it easy. Don't go there. Wow. I don't um, like any I, kind of doctoring. No. Yeah, I saw it. Okay, um, is this over? No, I'm looking for <laughs> something that I'm going to read. Yeah. And all you this, keep all talking. Of this, all of this can be edited nicely, so people will not, it'll be smooth because whew, Tony and Samuel are geniuses at this. They are. And they're our behind-the-scenes folks. I noticed I was yelling, and I'm not uh, yelling anymore. I can be heard just as as comfortably now at this level. Yeah, you sound good. Yeah, you sounded okay. better when the audio went completely away. Oh, really? But... <laughs> it just feels. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just me. No, I was, was clicking like, on yelling. my computer here. Uh, I'm going to read this little promo. If you like Back to You, then be sure to check out some of the other fine programs on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network, like Minutia Men. Rick Kempfer and David Stern are consumers of worthless information. Sounds familiar? Each week they share their newest worthless information in the podcast, Minutia Men. Go to opishows.com or wherever you find podcasts. Just search for Radio Misfits. Worthless information. Does that sound familiar? No, but I, you know, I get a twinge. I have decided that during this crisis, uh, you have a, an option. You can make, you know, since every day seems the same, I'm choosing not to make every day feel like Monday. I want every day to feel like Saturday. You know, I want to have more fun because it's easy. The thing that I, the reason why I, this past Saturday felt so good was because we got a break at least I did, from the constant bombardment of information about the virus. I mean, it wasn't as intense as it seems to be every weekday. Man, this guy's gone. Did you hear that? Yeah, I don't know what you're doing. That was call waiting. I had another call coming in. Did you hear oh. I also got an email earlier. Did you hear the alert on that? No, no, go to, go take care of what no. you got to do. Should I get this other call? Yeah, go, go I should have taken it, and then he would have been on the he would have been on the show. Also, have you heard my stomach growling through the microphone? <laughs> no, it would be Mister Sudbury. Could you please just give us anything toward the? Uh... <laughs> yeah, fifty <laughs> bucks will do. Just, just at ten ten dollars, anything. Just for goodwill, just yeah. to show us that you're there. <laughs> yes, just a little something. You ever stiff people? Yeah, I've Companies? noticed. I've got... I've gotten far fewer telemarketing calls. Yeah, I know it. Far fewer. They're taking the summer off, I guess. Well, I mean, there's nothing to get you interested in. Where are they selling? We talked about this before, not on the show, but uh, I think 
you know, personally, <laughs> you pointed out, do you think that criminals are actually actually practicing socially distancing and stopping their job? <laughs> Which Every is once stealing things or... Knocking people in the head? Yeah. All that stuff is still going on, I guess, but you don't just don't hear about it. Right. It's not that they took a break. This this other kind of news is so overwhelming that in the news cycle, there's no room for things like that. Right. Oh, yeah. That's Well, you're talking about getting a break from this, and we don't want to dwell on it, but we bring it up. But, I mean, when you turn on the TV news, that's all you get. It's all you get. And it's important, as we've said, it's important that people, you know, get it and read about it and know what's going on. And you, you really, it's responsible to be aware, but... You think, uh, you think uh, pickpockets are using selfie sticks at six feet away to, to grab wallets? Well, I think that pickpockets are probably on social media. You well, how's, know? That, how's that helpful? Uh, helps them just communicate. Sometimes criminals are not real smart, you know. Sometimes they might, you know, put it on Instagram, <laughs> they, them committing the crime. You'd be, it's unbelievable the way that criminals get caught. Helps them communicate. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, there was a there was a guy that got arrested for attempting to rob a bank through the drive-through. Well, what else is he going to do? And, uh, I think that's smart. That's smart. I'm this not was going before to coronavirus. Touching everybody. It was before um, coronavirus, and it was in the suburb. In which well, look, you live. Think of this look, think of it this way. I'm a criminal. I want to rob the bank. I'm in a hurry. What's going to get me in and out quickest? The drive-through. <laughs> yes. Yes. And then as you pull up, they got cameras all over every lane where you pull up. And then sure. you've got like eight inch thick glass between you and the person that has given you your money, the banker. That AK-47 couldn't penetrate that window. Yeah. And you think that because they got your picture that uh, you're going to be recognized right away? Well, yeah. Well, I, they got your license no. plate. You know, I heard something. They got um, your type of car. But you made me think of something else. I heard something. Yeah, of course. Where? <laughs> <laughs> you heard me. You heard me. You made me think of uh, a notion that came up. They say, they say, whoever they are. They say that if you were walking down the street and you saw your exact twin or doppelganger, is that it? That's the word, isn't it? I think. Yeah, yeah. That you would not recognize yourself. You wouldn't because most people don't think they look like they actually look. Right. And that so I think more Howard's, people. If you saw Howard's, if you saw Howard's twin, your twin walking down the street. A long lost twin brother that looked exactly like you, that you would not recognize that face. I think more people would now because they're used to seeing themselves on their on the pictures that they take on social media. But before that was because you see yourself in the mirror and you're a flipped image. So that's why people freaked out when they initially saw a lot of pictures of themselves, you know. But if I saw my Doppelganger? Yeah. That's a body part. 
<laughs> it's your doppelganger. <laughs> it, it sounds like a Halloween night activity, it like does. bobbing apples or something. I would be, I would be scared right now because of this beard. You didn't answer my question, so because you said you better check with your doctor because you would paint your skin. But should I paint this thing a little bit? <laughs> well. <laughs> I guess you could. You could use that. Uh, there's there aren't there products that sort of fade it out. They don't take all the gray out. Yeah. Are you speaking from experience? Sure, I've seen them before. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever have you ever painted your stuff a little bit? No, I really haven't. Are you considering it? No. <laughs> You're like, why at this point? <laughs> What's the point? If I was an acting man like you are and a role came up and they wanted me to paint it, I would. Yeah, but they may want a gray beard depending on the part or the role. Have you decided that you're going to live your life uh, from now on, virus or not, with a beard? No, I'll probably shave at some point. Have you had a beard before? Yes, much fuller than this. It was my... before television, though. Yes, yeah. yes. Uh, and liked it. I, I, I've always liked the beard. Once you get past the itchy part, there's an itchy stage. Yeah, for me. I'm there right now. You know what? You know what? <laughs> no, I don't know what. <laughs> uh, it's halftime. And when we That's come back, it. here's you always say, and as you said at the beginning, that I've got some stuff written down on a pad, like I'm thinking about this. Go ahead, go ahead, read and your I stuff. And I do, because I got a little quiz for you today. <laughs> and we're going to play, we call this game, What Could Have Been. We're going to play that. It's a quiz. I have six questions for you, multiple choice. Are you excited? <laughs> yeah, what could have been. That sounds like. All the other choices I could have made with my time other than this, what could have been. <laughs> what could have been. Coming up, we'll be right back. This is Minutia Men with Rick and Dave. Minutia Men on the Radio Misfits. Do, 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 do. Today on this week's Minutia Men, we're talking about Nazi stuff. Oh, and then we're talking, we're talking about a cub, because we do that. Oh, we have an interview with the guy. Or a girl. We don't even know. It's Mark Cuban. We're interviewing celebrities. Ooh, it's the Minutia Man celebrity interview. Ooh, we clearly we're all in a great place for this. <laughs> we're, just, we're spending like a full minute ripping on Minutia Man. The only reason we even exist, the only reason this whole goddamn network exists, I swear. The best thing this show has going for it right now is that it's on the same network as Minutia Man. And friends. An Opie show on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Great Talk Radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place. Radiomisfits.com. Coming up on the next episode of the Car Guys Report Informed Automotive, we talk about Hyundai's new nature sounds for drivers, plus a new Ferrari for non-Ferrari buyers. Hmm. I'm Mark Vernon. Join me and Luke Costable for these stories and more on the Car Guys Report, a Tony Lasano podcast, an OPI production on the Radio Misfits podcast network we are back this is back to you with howard sudbury and steve baskerville continuing now yes we're going to play this game steve which involves you answering questions it's what 
could have been. Famous you movie. Should, uh, you should answer the same question too. I know the answers. Oh, I thought it was sort of an opinion thing. It's not. It's a uh, uh, actually based in fact. It's inter- Yeah, it's interesting facts and figures. Famous movie roles almost played by another actor than the one that made it famous. So see, you're just guessing, so everybody at home can guess as well. So let's start. You know what you get if you get four out of six, correct? I, uh, you get a uh, selfie stick. You, <laughs> you get no, a, I don't know what. Uh, you get a Ramble Brothers t-shirt. Really? Yes. I'll get you I a did. Ramble Brothers t-shirt. Wow. Okay. Okay. Uh, did you see Boogie Nights? Yes, I did. I just saw it, I'm going to say, in the last, about six months ago. And, you know, I don't know when it came out exactly, but it was a fabulous movie. I was fascinated by it. Burt Reynolds uh, starred in it. And he, he, Paul, is it Paul Thomas Anderson was the director? Young guy. And they butted heads on it, I read, because Burt didn't want to be told what to do or what have you. And it ended up being, you know, one of his great acting roles. But anyway, number one. Dirk Diggler, a famous character in Boogie Nights, played by Mark Wahlberg, was turned down by this actor. A, Brad Pitt. B, Leonardo DiCaprio. C, John Travolta. D, Tom Cruise. Mm, I think it would have to be one of those older actors. I'm thinking either Brad Pitt or Tom Cruise, and I'm going to go with Brad Pitt. Final answer? Yes. Incorrect. I'll give you a second choice. Yeah. Go ahead. What were the choices again? Brad Pitt, Leonardo DiCaprio, John Travolta, Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. Wrong. I want to see if you can finish last. Leonardo <laughs> DiCaprio and John Travolta. Uh, well, you know, Travolta is much older than uh, DiCaprio. DiCaprio, I'm thinking, was probably pretty young then. So I'm going John Travolta. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm wrong. There's only one remaining. <laughs> All right, well, let me keep going. It was... All right, let me see. <laughs> Frank Sinatra. <laughs> Don Rickles. I'm... I'm going to say uh, DiCaprio. Uh, final answer? <laughs> uh, it was Leo DiCaprio because he was working on another movie that he was going to go make called Titanic. And he said that he kind of regretted not getting to play the role, but you can't get them all. I mean, Titanic, he did okay with that. All right, number two. In the movie Seven, Brad Pitt played Detective David Miller, or David Mills. Who turned it down? A, Denzel Washington. B, Bruce Willis. C, Johnny Depp. D, Harrison Ford. Again, I'm going to go with one. This time I'm going with one of the younger actors. Okay. I remember that movie well. Morgan Freeman was Yeah, great movie. Uh, and give me the two younger ones again. It wasn't the last name you mentioned. It wasn't. Uh, I think the younger ones at that time would have been uh, B. Bruce Willis and C. Johnny Depp. <laughs> Who was the first one again? Bruce Willis. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, the Nate, first one was Denzel. It was A, Denzel, B, Bruce Willis, C, Johnny Depp, D, Harrison Ford. Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp. Final answer? I know I'm right. Johnny Depp. It's wrong. <laughs> well, it had to be Bruce Willis. It had to be Bruce Willis. Wrong. You're down to Denzel Washington and Harrison Ford. Boy, oh boy. I want to see if you I, can finish last again. I think Harrison Ford is older than Denzel, so I'm going to go Denzel. You finally got it. But yes. you didn't get it right, but you finally narrowed it down. Uh, because he, Harrison Ford would have been close to Morgan Freeman's age. I mean, they would have just looked uh, too too much alike in the sense of you know time of life. Maybe so, but they can they have makeup, you know. <laughs> and they can make you look a lot of different ways in a movie. But Denzel, why would he turn it down? Well, this is the common case because he chose to do Devil in a Blue Dress, which Another, was a, I, li I like that a lot. Outstanding too. movie. Uh, yeah. Number three, Al Pacino classic is Michael Corleone and the Godfather, who passed on that. A, Joe Pesci. B, Steve McQueen. C, Jack Nicholson. D, Charles Bronson. Oh, you're naming guys now who I think may have, have passed away before this movie. <laughs> like, or, or, or would have been old. Like uh, Charles Bronson. And who was the second name you mentioned? Steve McQueen. Yeah, I think that was after Steve McQueen's time. So give me the other choices, Pesci and who? Pesci and Nicholson. There's no way I could see Pesci in that role. Funny how. It would have to be. Funny how. Have to be, it would have to be Jack Nicholson. You got one. Yes. Three, four, five, six. Okay, if you get them all, if you run the table, you get a Ramble Brothers t-shirt. Okay. Uh, it mm. was uh, Jack Nicholson, and I don't yeah. think this is politically correct, but he was quoted as saying, eh, maybe it's not, maybe it's okay. Uh, he said, back then, I thought Indians should play Indians and Italians should play Italians. So Nicholson uh, turned that down. Well, you know, what's, what I think is interesting about that, for a long time in Hollywood. Uh, do you hear me making all this racket? Yeah, yeah. Just do what you got to do. Go ahead. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Life goes on. But uh, for a long time in Hollywood, uh, those of a certain culture portrayed on the screen weren't even given a chance to be of that culture. They always picked certain actors and actresses. That's very true when it so, makes sense to get somebody that, yeah, yeah really, sure. really is, really represents that uh, character or ethnicity or, or what have you. Okay, yes. number four. Harrison Ford obviously made the role uh, famous as Han Solo. Who could have played Han Solo in Star Wars Episode Four, A New Hope? Who could have played that role? So I guess uh, they were going to replace him. I didn't do a lot of reading on it, but is it A, Robert Downey Jr.? B, Al Pacino, C, Tom Selleck, D, Robert Redford. Hmm. I think I'm leaning heavily toward Redford. Final answer. Yes. Wrong. Okay. Give me the three again. Robert Downey Jr., Al Pacino, Tom Selleck. Well, it has to be Pacino. Hoo ah. Yeah, I got it, didn't you I? You got it. Yeah. Hey, so this could be I two. This that. is two in a row. Uh, yeah. you, you know, this sounds like Pacino. <laughs> he said, I didn't understand the script. 
I didn't understand the script. I'm not going to do it. I told you the Al Pacino story. I'm walking down the street in New York and across the street walking in the other direction. From a distance, I see Al Pacino. And I don't know what possessed me to do it, but I yelled out, Al Pacino! <laughs> and when I did that, like pigeons, people flocked around him. So somewhere right now, Al Pacino hates me. He's like, oh, God. Yeah, I yelled his name out. He sounds kind of like this now, doesn't he? But when he was young, when he did like Serpico, yes, he had kind of a high-pitched voice. Yeah, he aged. <laughs> <laughs> he did. That's two in a row. Yeah. Um, you, you're two answers away from a Ramble Brothers T-shirt. My heart is beating so fast. I know it is. I'm Go glad ahead. it's beating. Uh, number five, you're at that age, you know. By the time you're through with these questions, <laughs> who knows? Man. You'll be talking like that. Yeah. Hoo-ah. <laughs> number five, who almost played Indiana Jones in Raiders of the Lost Ark? A, Tom Selleck. B, Robert De Niro. C, Gene Hackman. D, mm-hmm. James Kahn. Have to be the first name you mentioned. Tom Selleck? Yeah. Final answer? Yes. I'm right. Dramatic, Am I right? Dramatic pause. You got it. I'm sure. That's yeah. three in a row. The pressure is so on now to get you're so close to a Ramble Brothers t-shirt. Yeah, he was uh obligated to uh for Magnum PI. The TV yeah, and show. once again, once again, he was pretty, in my mind, I, I put him pretty close to that same age. Yes. So, yeah. I, I, and I think he, he's a great actor. Now he does uh, commercials for reverse mortgages. That's what, that's what happens as you go, <laughs> are you yeah. of retirement age and like to give your home away <laughs> he slowly one, but surely? He, but he could have been the one trying to reach you a few minutes ago. He could have. If he <laughs> was trying to reach me, <laughs> this would be back to you with Howard Sudbury and Tom Selleck. And Tom Selleck. <laughs> okay, the pressure's yeah. on. Mm. Number six, who turned down one of the big roles of the two leads? Richard Gere was one of them, but uh, the female lead was Julia Roberts. So who turned down the lead in Pretty Woman? A, Jessica Lange. B, Farrah Fawcett. C, Bo Derek, D, Molly Ringwald. Mm. It's between, um, wow, it's between Molly and the first name you mentioned, which was uh, Jessica Lang. Was Jessica the first Lang. One. I so, think it, 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 she's, she's pretty uh, much a heavyweight actress. I, I, I don't see her doing a role that light, my impressions of her. So I'm, well, Molly still seems like she could have been uh, uh, around that age to have done it. I'm going to go Molly. Final answer? Yes, Molly. You sure? Final answer. Molly Molly. Ringwald. Yes. Was I right? Man, when the pressure's on, (laughs) ding, 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 you, you were Fabulous. Four in a row. You want a Ramble Brothers t-shirt. Man, I am you so, got it. so excited. Molly people... Ringwald looked at the script, and for whatever reason, she didn't say why she turned it down, but says she doesn't regret it. And here's an interesting fact. 
Um, Michelle Pfeiffer and Daryl Hannah turned it down. So Julia Roberts was happy about that because it was a, uh, I don't know if it was the biggest breaker of her career, but one of them. Yeah, I, you know, I probably on the surface when you're reading these roles, you don't, uh, who knows, it's a roll of the dice. I'm sure it happens all the time out there. You did really well. Yeah, uh, you know, because if they have another project that they're working on, you know, they, they zig instead of zag. Um, let's see. Yeah, I still hate. I still hate that I turned down that opportunity to be to play the uh, uh, sports reporter who would follow the Bulls around and would get to know Michael and not worry, <laughs> and not worry about tickets. But I turned it down. I thought it wasn't meaty enough. People, that's another question that people always ask me about. That what was it like? What was it like? It was so cool. And when you're in the middle of it, you're working and. You know, you're thinking about the next show you have to do, the next interview. And then, you know, I'm not looking for any sympathy because I certainly don't deserve any. But, you know, it was tiring. So you'd be out in Utah and the Bulls are playing a playoff game and uh, the game is in the evening and it runs and ends about 1020. And you do interviews in the locker room at 1045, 11 o'clock. You get out of the arena at 1130, 1145. And then if there's another game in Chicago, you're up to go to the airport at 5 a.m. And then you go to practice when you get to Chicago. And, you know, it's it's the same every day. So it, it, it's not as easy as it sounds. It is a job. When you look back on it, yeah, you're glad you did it. It's really cool. But you don't think of it in that way at the time when you're in the middle of it. One thing I didn't realize is that the United Center where the Bulls played uh, instead of being in the locker room, it looked like Jordan had a wing away from the locker room that was his own room. And players and other folks would come in and out of that room like that was his own private room. Well, there were, that- there, there were a lot of little rooms that were attached to the locker room, and he probably just went in there and took it over because yeah. he had his security guys with him all the time. And uh, two of them were, I mean, uh, they wonderful guys that, uh, you know, I enjoyed talking with during practice. One of them, and they were Chicago cops. One of them was Gus Lett, and the other was CT. And they told me CT, Gus passed away a long time ago. CT uh, just died, I think, last summer. But they were great guys, but they were always in there with Michael. And that's where we would sit there and decompress and relax. Yeah, we were talking about tickets earlier. That's a scene where Randy Brown came in. Yeah. Yeah, played for the Bulls and, and, and asked for like tickets. He, but it was almost like he wasn't a teammate. It was so weird. Yes. Uh, Jordan, Jordan seemed like he was fully in charge of the whole situation. And he's saying, here, take your tickets, now get out. <laughs> he was kind of playful with it, but but it looked like he meant it. <laughs> now, now get out of the room. Yeah, well, the thing that they pointed out in the show is that last night they interviewed the communications guy, the media person for the Bulls, Tim Hallam, and he told the story of what Michael Jordan's life was like. And Michael pointed it out when they shot a scene in his hotel room. Uh, it was NBA entertainment, so just probably a camera guy and a, and a sound man. But that was his chance to in the hotel room to sit there and lay on that couch and decompress because the second he opened his door and went into the world, he, it wasn't his own life anymore. That's why he liked the golf course. Oh, yeah, I can understand that. So by the time it ended, 
believe me, he was ready for it to end or at least take a break. And then he went on and played in Washington because he got a piece of the team. I think that he did that because it was his way to get into uh, management. Hey, Steve. Yeah. We would like you to stay home during this stay at home order and listen to Opi shows. Opishows.com, O-P-P-I-H. You will be saving the world, doing your part, and also be sure to wash your hands, which we're all doing more than we ever have, right? I've washed my hands of this whole thing. <laughs> yeah, I, I believe that. People think he's kidding. <laughs> I hope people understand the dynamics that are working here. Uh, I guess they do if they've listened enough. I hope they do too. What are, <laughs> would you explain those to me? I don't know. It's all so funny. I was the one who first mentioned to you the whole idea of doing a podcast. Yes. And then about six months went by and I didn't think about it anymore. And you came running toward me uh, and just with all of this excitement, like you had I got discovered. it. Yes. Yeah. I got, I got it. it. We could do podcast. Podcast. And when that happened, I was totally out of the mood. <laughs> <laughs> the mood had passed. So what do you think happened in my simple mind during those six months? Uh, just, I don't know, more ego taking over and <laughs> <laughs> more self-importance and uh, self-discovery. No, I don't know what happened. Like, I'm wondering what's happening right now. Things went upside down. Oh, yeah, I moved my phone, and I looked over at the recorder to make sure that we were recording. Yeah. And we're and not. This like, is so we don't cold. have the last half. <laughs> this is so contrary uh, to how I operated for the past 30 years. I used to be so uh, disciplined and, and work heavy and... Um, uh, willing to do long hours and all of that. And I, I got completely out of the work mode. And I think that's what the backlash is. I enjoy these, but I, I'm so used to not having a schedule or wanting one or even doing anything that seems like work. And uh, Are you it, trying it, to say this seems like work? No, but it seems like, you know, in a way, because uh, <laughs> did, did you ever see White Men Can't Jump? Sure. Yeah. It's like, uh, I think there was a scene where Wesley Snipes said, it's hard work making you look good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it is hard work for you to make me look good. You haven't done it yet. Because I listen to these things. You never listen. I'm saying, uh, uh. No, it's a natural conversation. And you are a. It's very informal. And great it's a great storyteller and a great communicator. And then there's me. No, you're you're being way too generous with that. Let's just do. Let's talk like this now for fifteen more minutes. I sound like I'm fishing for compliments. You know what people can do, Steve? Is what we invite them to do is listen, subscribe, rate. Back to you on opishows.com or wherever you find your podcasts. Just search for Radio Misfits. I think you'll you'll have fun if you uh, click on opishows.com and listen to back to you because it's a terrific show which it doesn't what am i trying to say i'm not telling anybody they don't know because they're already listening if they're listening <laughs> excuse me what'd you say i wasn't listening i don't know and it's all free 
Uh, Let's hope so. Who's paying for this? My goodness. So as we this wait 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 hold on what? Hey, I got it. Hey, podcast. I found this personality test that I took on the internet. Oh, and uh, uh, you should take it too, and then we'll see what kind of. uh, and they have categories for the type of person you are at the end of the test. Okay. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you after this is over. Yeah. So maybe we can, maybe we can share that next time. Yeah. You yeah you can reveal it next show and I'll take it. I'll yeah, take it in because between. I think I, like it, I think it's a it's a f- sort of famous personality profile kind of test to give you a sense of the type that you are. Okay. I'm trying to th- what's the test that the NFL players take. Uh, before they're drafted, um, can't the SATs. <laughs> no, a lot of them didn't take that. <laughs> oh, I know what you. I know what you're saying. Yeah, I've I've heard of that. I can't think of it. I'll take it. Yeah, but I was always afraid to take it because I didn't want to find out how that dumb you're categorized, I am. Categorized as a nut. Yeah. <laughs> No, that's a personnel. That's a personality profile. <laughs> yes. uh, we'd like to give a special thanks to our executive producer Tommy Lasano. Uh, Tommy Lasano. <laughs> <laughs> he used to coach the Dodgers. He did. Tommy yeah. Lasano with opishows.com. That's <laughs> Tony Lasano. Okay. Opie is hippo spelled backwards. O p p i h shows.com. This is distributed by Ed Silha with Radio Misfits. Great Talk Radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place. Radiomisfits.com. Thanks, Tommy. <laughs> Why are you looking at me? Why are you looking at me now? I wanted you to say something to to wrap this up. Is this the end of it right now? It's the beginning of the end. <laughs> because <laughs> you reminded me, I'm going to start calling you John Coltrane. And why? He was a you great know that name. Yeah, you know, he's a jazz musician or yeah. a composer. Both. Yeah, I'm like Miles Davis, and you're like John Coltrane. You know why? Well, that's a compliment, but go ahead. Because uh, Miles Davis one day uh, said to John Coltrane, "Why do you play such long solos?" <laughs> and John Coltrane said, "I can't ever find a place to end." And Miles Davis looked at him and said, well, you could try by taking the horn out of your mouth. (laughs) That's the way I feel about these shows. All you got to do is take the microphone out of my mouth. There you go. And it's over. Yeah. It doesn't take 20 minutes to say goodbye. Well, that reminds me of jazz music, though, because the songs don't have a beginning, middle, or end a lot of times. Isn't that called a riff? Well, there, you know, Coltrane went way out there. I mean, his music uh, took a direction like it took flight, and he would play extremely long solo pieces, like you with these shows. Well, yeah, you know, I got news. He for would you. he would go off for twenty minutes on something. I go like way you, out you, there. Like you'll say, "Well, it's time to say goodbye," and then twenty minutes later, you're saying goodbye. Yeah, and I'm like Miles. I'm saying goodbye. Take the horn out of your mouth. <laughs> Just take the horn out of your mouth. You know who else says that? <laughs> Uh, Tommy Lasano. Who's Tommy Lasano? Tony Lasano. Tommy's brother. He, yeah, he something like that. He edits these and puts them together and gets yes. them fit 
for the Radio Misfits Podcast Network and opishows.com. And yes. this is the part that he really hates. Yeah. I guess John I'm Ford. inferring that he hates the whole thing, but when <laughs> he thinks that it's over and he's got to keep listening, he's just like, God almighty, Sudbury. Okay, Steve, bye. Until next time. Goodbye. Until next time. Thanks to everybody for listening, and I'll give you the last word. Goodbye, Coltrane. <laughs> Goodbye, Miles. This OPI podcast was recorded at an earlier date. Some material may be outdated and or mentioned under different circumstances. Consult your local health authorities for the latest on COVID-19. The proceeding was a presentation of OPI Productions. Find our other great shows wherever you find podcasts, including opishows.com. Thank you. This has been a presentation of Opi Productions. Tony, can you shut up? This is Minutia Men with Rick and Dave. On this week's Minutia Men with Rick and Dave. Sperm smoothies. Michael Jordan can do whatever he wants. Rick's brush with Neil Young. And we interview writer, comedian, author Josh Gondelman. All that and unlimited tangents on this week's Minutia Men. The Tony Lasano Podcast and Opie Production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. RadioMisfits.com. If you missed Lasano Los or La, Los, Los Anno and friends, here's what you missed. I'm Rokan. <laughs> Do you like to talk about politics? I actually don't. Politics, the problem is I'm, I have no problem discussing politics. I just don't like uh, discussing it from that left-right paradigm the way that, that talk radio does it. Right. You know, where most of the, either, you know, the hosts are either, you know, very far to the right or very far to the left. Right. You know, most of them are very far to the right. And I grew up in this business, so I know what the trick is. And this is before talk radio was actually a political force in the 1980s. Yeah. I would say that two-thirds of the conservative talk shows in America don't believe anything that they're saying. Yeah. They're doing it solely to agitate so they can get phone calls. Right. There's a couple of things that worry me about the future. I'm, I, this is, I'm getting to be an old man because it's like, I, all of a sudden, you know, back in my day, we didn't have <laughs> Armenian girls having sex with black guys. You know, I was like, what? <laughs> what are they talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. And this is not against, you know, the uh, Republicans or conservative philosophy, because I, I happen to vote Republican more than I do Democrat, but I, I vote for both. Yeah. Uh, but I'm a centrist. I could yeah. see both sides, and I decide who's who's got the better idea at that moment right. that I think is going to be better for the future. It's not always the same thing. It's not always right. some sort of dogma. The left dogma doesn't make any sense to me, and no. most of the right stuff doesn't make any right. sense to me. Well, I've always said MSNBC and Fox News, neither of them are news channels. They're no, entertainment no, no. Channels. Oh, and that's all entertainment. But people perceive it because they put the label news on it and present it like news. Right. And it's like, no, it's just talking point. The Federal Trade Commission should do something about that. It is completely entertaining. And I've worked in cable news. Yeah. And I use that term loosely. Yeah, uh, yeah. I worked with Glenn Beck. I know. You think that Glenn Beck oh my gosh. has any... I was his fill-in when he was at CNN. Yeah. To bring this around full circle, he was a morning DJ in Phoenix. Okay. Yeah. Glenn yeah. is a showman. I mean, he's he, he didn't get in this for the right. politics of it. Right, right. I think Rush truly believes what he says that. Really? I do. I yeah. always thought of him as more of an entertainer uh -uh. than anything. No, wow. I think he really believes it. Mm. And he's very he's entertaining at doing it. He's yeah. very entertaining at doing and it. And he could do it without calls. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. But that's yeah. the point. Yeah. That's what I'm very saying. few guys can do that. Right. There's everybody in conservative talk radio has a first and last name. That's just like the same thing. Hugh Hewitt. <laughs> and uh, like Lou Lewis. And there's guys, I mean, there, literally, there are guys that, you know, Tom Thompson. It's like, really? You think we're that stupid that we can't remember your name? That you have to name yourself twice? You should have been Roro. Asshole. Radio Misfits. Get more 
Lozano and Friends. Lozano. Now on Lozano.com. Good luck trying to spell Lozano or whatever it's called. I hope none of this is going to air. Yes.